0: Welcome to this week's edition of the Weekly Travel Alert Podcast. I'm Steve Glenn. And I'm Paul Glenn. We have a special edition, a destination that is one of the top destinations. I was there in the middle of September, and I'm going to tell our listeners about the good, the bad, and the ugly of Las Vegas. You may call it Las Vegas. Some people call it Sin City. Some people Glitter Gulch. Here's my top 10 list, Paul. Let's get going. First of all, I stayed at a five-star hotel, the Hilton Hotel, but it had one-star service. I literally got in line, waited 45 minutes to get my room key. They had three people at the front desk. And here's all us schmucks standing in the line waiting to get our room key. That's not five-star service. That's one-star service. I'd rather stay at the Best Western Plus who you can walk in the door, get your key, and be in your room in about four minutes.
1: Yeah, I think uh, you know, it might be time that people start rating hotels based on what the service and experience is versus what the amenities that they offer are.
0: Yeah, of course, the Hilton is an exciting hotel to be at, and a great place for a convention. One of the things that also bugged me was you can't talk to a real person. I pick up the phone to find out what the Uh, checkout time was, and it wouldn't even allow me to talk to a real person. Now you can get stuff like what is the checkout time, but if you say I want to move to a a late checkout or change my checkout date, it's so frustrating. You know, I think unfortunately all this AI and generative AI is great for, for, for companies that don't care about customer service. They say we'll get better customer service. That's baloney.
1: That's uh, I think that's going to be the challenge, and uh, as AI gets implemented much broader, is going to be AI is great for transactions, but not for service. Mm -hmm. So you know, there's nobody that can give you better service than a person, and that's something that we're seeing a transition from. So you know, I can't tell you how many hotels I've been in, and I've seen robots roaming around in the lobbies, or even riding elevators
0: for things anymore, and that's so impersonal, very impersonal. Third item I had listed was. The issue of always stay at the conference hotel. Now, I'm the first one that goes to conferences in Las Vegas, and I look across the street and I say, "50 bucks to stay at that hotel," and then I get there and I say, "Why did I do this?" Because there's always a break at 10 o'clock, right? You want to go to your room and check out things. At lunch, you want to do the same. That $50 savings, if you have to cab, you know, two miles away to your hotel goes by very quickly, you'll actually spend more money, have less convenience. So if you're going to a convention, pay the extra 50 to 100 bucks a night and stay at the conference hotel.
1: I think, uh, you know, in addition to the lack of savings or convenience that you get on a on an international basis, you know, where I really see the, the reasoning for that is, You know, I might want to take a nap during that lunch break. And so (laughs) if you've got to go somewhere else and take a cab, you don't have the time for that. But as you're trying to get acclimated and maximize the limited time that you've got at a a location, you know, there's something about being able to have that flexibility to quick. Take that
0: nap and let your body get acclimated. Speaking of taking a cab, the cabs have really, from the airport to the hotel, the nice thing they just did is they set a flat rate of 30 bucks. So it used to be when you'd get in a cab, they'd take you around the highway, the long way, and you'd get a $16 cab ride because if you if you're not familiar with Las Vegas, they're going to take you the long way well this way it's a flat rate which is very nice the other thing that I noticed is it used to be when you pay with your credit card they would say do you want to pay a tip of five percent ten percent 15 20 and it would be 20 max now they say <laughs> you want to pay a tip it's 20 30 40 50 60 percent tip so it's it's inflation is even hitting tipping points
1: yeah oh that's just crazy to think that uh, that the gratuity can add up that quickly. But, you know, I guess when you're looking at the the picture as a whole and the challenge of getting people, you know, obviously the hotels are, are having trouble getting employees. Well, to get guys to drive cabs, they must have they have to get those tips to make that money. Otherwise, they would go do something else.
0: I love to talk to cab drivers, taxi drivers, because you really find the pulse of the city. I'll say, how are you doing? Are you busy? And they'll say, yeah, or no, I'm waiting for the CES to come up in January or whatever. So you can find... About are they busy? How's the town? What's going on? You know, and so I learn a lot from shoeshine guys and taxi drivers. The next thing I had is Sin City is food city, and I really enjoy the cuisine. You can get cuisine from all over the world, and I enjoy the so many different opportunities. But it used to be you get a $1.99 shrimp cocktail downtown, and now there isn't any $1.99 shrimp cocktail. It's We've seen the inflation of prices for food. As a matter of fact, I got a cheeseburger and a beer, and it was, with the taxes and tip, almost $50. For that, a cheeseburger. I, I hope that was a big beer. It, it, well, uh, lucky I had a, a Kansas City football game to watch on the there big screen. There you go. So it made it kind mm-hmm. of, and I, I don't really gamble much. So, But the food, the other thing is the food portions, Paul, are massive. I mean, I literally could have cut this cheeseburger in three pieces, and you and I and someone else could have eaten one plate. It's just amazing how much food. I need to order the children's menu in Las Vegas.
1: Well, I think what, right? restaurants don't, uh, don't understand in some of these high tourist areas that people don't want leftovers when they're traveling. No, You know, many hotel rooms, you don't have refrigerators. What are you going to do with it? So, you know, I, it seems like they want to impress with what they put in front of you. But again, that waste, as you mentioned, is something that's, that's sad. You know, and there are so many people that, that don't have food on
0: their plates. The next thing I noticed when I was in Las Vegas, Paul, was I normally notice a little bit of smoke. You know, there's a lot of smokers that gamble. And and normally I'll notice a little bit of that. Usually the casinos have good air air movement machines. This year, I kind of shocked me because I could smell wacky weed. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, that's become the new reality. Well, especially you know in the states that allow that that have legalized it. I, I just don't think about it, and I just it just caught me off guard. I think this is wacky weed here in Las Vegas, <laughs> and so. Uh, It was something I have obviously observed. I think that's
1: Sin City and that's people, you know, many people when they go there, it's because what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So they may not be able to do it in the state that they live, but they're going to take advantage of it when
0: they can. Well, a lot of the things that people don't realize, too, is Vegas has become a plastic city meaning there's some venues that won't even accept cash. I think that's illegal. I think you have to accept dollars, but they say we don't accept cash because they don't want to deal with um, stealing cash and they get a credit card charge. So like even when I went down to buy a a bottle of Coke, Cola, uh, they wouldn't accept my cash. I had to use a credit card. So be aware that you better have a debit or a credit card if you go to Vegas.
1: I think they want the cash going into the casinos. So yeah. I think that's another piece of it. And as I was talking with one of our team members here a couple weeks ago when they got back from Vegas, they would mentioned when they went to an ATM to pull out $20 to go buy a Coke, that the minimum to pull out of an ATM was $300. So, (laughs) you know, they want that cash in hand, but they want that left in the casino.
0: I have a sad thing to report, Paul, though, when I went to Vegas, I I think it was a good thing for Las Vegas. I didn't notice as many homeless people on the street as I've noticed there in the past. And unfortunately, I saw more homeless people in Lincoln, Nebraska, than I saw in Las Vegas, which is, is sad for Lincoln and good for Las Vegas. But normally... Um, And maybe I was at the wrong areas of Las Vegas because Las Vegas has warmer weather, and usually that's an issue. So, uh, but it really uh, caught me off guard a little bit to to not see that this time. The one thing that I also thought of is I was there in September. Now, it's hot in July and August and September in Vegas. It was 100 degrees, and I didn't see the big stars, the big names. I think they kind of take summer off, and then they come in heavy in the fall and winter because those marquee names just weren't there. You saw the standard shows were available and it just seems like it was a little off season for that
1: i I would assume that that ties into summer travel being family travel, right, and Vegas not being some place that I would ever take my kids now. I've been there enough times, and I've seen people with their young children there, but you know part of what you go there for is for. Things that kids aren't going to enjoy, quite frankly. You know, 20 years ago, they were trying to make Vegas family friendly. But they quickly realized that that wasn't the direction they wanted to go. The people that are coming and spending the money, they're coming just to do adult activities. Well, there's some really cool
0: shows there. Cirque du Soleil, Ka Amazing. Amazing stuff that... I, I was also amazed at the prices. The starting prices for those shows was $150. Yeah. But they are world-class, and they are amazing, and you probably won't see them anywhere else in the world. And you can't comprehend them unless you've seen them. No. So I
1: think that's the reality and, and one of the joys of why you go down there is because you'll see things that are once in a lifetime.
0: The other thing that really struck me was when I was at this conference, the hotels were pretty cheap. They were less than 200 bucks to go there and, but I noticed for the meeting or convention, the price of food for there was outlandish. I mean, it was like $200 a day per person for the food. So two people in a room is 400. They make twice as much on the food and the convention than they do the hotel. Well, and you also mentioned that, you know, that the convention cut back on many of the meals and get
1: took breaks just down to being water and coffee instead of having snacks. So, you know, I think, uh, organizations that are putting on these conventions they're having to make adjustments to what the experience is for their their guests
0: one of the last two things i wanted to share with this week's weekly traveler podcast uh, listeners was this is really striking paul no one talks to you in las vegas they're all taking their smartphone and they're doing this okay Uh, this no one talks and it used to be you know you go to vegas and you'd talk back and forth on the gaming tables and everything else and it was just like dead silent everywhere i think that's society in general but it just struck me this time as Everybody's walking around, looking down. There's no conversation, so I think society is bringing you know bringing that on with the iPhones and all that. But it was very striking this time.
1: Well, I think that's that's actually a sad thing because so I think that's part of the joys of travel is getting to meet new people, experience new cultures, and so you know I hope that that changes. I hope we all can get better at putting our phones down and interacting with people and and enjoying relationships. Power um, of travel. It's something. that uh, that that's where a lot of that experience
0: comes from. The last thing I had on my list of this week's Glitter Gulch, Sin City, or Las Vegas, was I went to a conference for Alibaba, which is a big uh, sourcing company, and I looked in a room of 1,000 people. And there were only about a dozen of us with gray hair, Paul. <laughs> and I thought, my gosh, where's all the baby boomers? This is a conference that everybody should be at. I'm here to Im- implore those baby boomers. We got to get out. We got to get engaged in this new world of uh, commerce, e-commerce, and uh, there's so much exciting stuff in the world, but you gotta be engaged. And that's the beauty of travel. We're literally in the engagement business, whether it's business, whether it's families, whether it's that once in a lifetime tour to Italy or Greece. We- We're helping people get engaged, and that's why you and I have the best jobs in the world.
1: Well, I think to to just compliment what you're stating there is, you know, I think many of us, as we get later into our careers, it's easy to just stick with what we're doing. But, you know, I see this is a great sign that there's an opportunity to mentor many young people that are trying to figure out what their future is going to look like. So why aren't we out there making these relationships again, putting the phone down and helping the next generation
0: and and share our experiences? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for allowing us this week to share with you Our destination of the week, Las Vegas. We hope that you can take some of these nuggets and apply it for your next trip to Glitter Gulch. In the coming weeks, we'll be sharing new destinations. I'm going to New York City in a couple weeks, and I'll come back with all the good stuff about the Big Apple, Paul. Exciting stuff. Please like, share, subscribe and leave any comments or
1: questions below so we can make sure that we're touching on the topics that you want to hear. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week.